I cannot believe that after trying to do this like three times, we're finally doing it. <laughs> I'm good. Well, we'll see if it's good, but we're finally doing a, a planned podcast. A pl- yeah, planned. What was the first name of our podcast when we tried to do one with... I'm pretty sure Matt De- was in it, right? No, it was Dempsey. It's, we all use those fake aliases. No, because we tried Wait. to... It, no, because it was... You don't remember that? It was you, me, and Dempsey. I remember the aliases thing, but I thought that me, you, and Matt had a podcast at some point that we did one episode for and never never did, did anything again. Find me the recording. Cause I, I will. That. I'll find it and we can talk about it in the next one because I swear to God, we talked about some of the craziest shit in that podcast. If I listen back to it and it makes me want to cry, I don't know about this whole thing that we're doing right now. <laughs> well, we're probably, if this ever, like if the wrong people hear this, if anybody in my life hears this podcast that probably shouldn't, the things that they're going to learn honestly, my life is a lot more PG than yours. So it's more so for you. <laughs> Anybody in your life, like imagine your mom listening to this podcast, okay? Oh. I need you to think about that every time you say anything. No, because today in the car, we were driving back home from like Red Robin or whatever. Uh-huh. And I had a little too much to drink at Red Robin. Uh, <laughs> and let's just say I was having a conversation and I was like, yeah, well, we were talking about my health because, you know, part of the reason I'm moved back from California to the East Coast is my health. Uh-huh. And I, I was like talking to her about concerns because I have a doctor's appointment coming up and literally <laughs> I'm talking to her and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm worried about like my like lungs. And she's like, why are you worried about your lungs? And I was like, well, you know, my issues with substance abuse really took a, had a lot of smoking involved with it. Um, what did she say? And, and then I looked up and I was like, who am I talking to again? And then I was like, oh, I'm talking to my mom. And she was like, you know, that's a valid concert. And I know she was holding back. Oh, God. She was holding- <laughs> There's definitely been some character development there. We probably should say before we go too far. Our names. That I'm Owen. <laughs> and you're Andrew. Hi. Um, hi. We're here. If you can't distinguish our voices, that's fine. One of us is... One's Barbie, one's Wednesday. It's if Pick which one. Anyway, back to your mother. Uh, so, f- all, back to my mother. But, context for this. Owen and I have been friends for... Seven years? Oh, God. I don't... Uh, 2014? Don't what... 2014? 2015? Probably. That's, that's when I was that friends. Makes sense. Yeah, so we met through a mutual friend of mine and his. Uh, I went to high school with them. Owen, I have no idea how y'all met. I met him through Calvin. Oh. uh, uh, Cover the X of the mouth. I am not bringing that up. That's a whole can of worms that we can't open. No, that's that's a can of worms I will open. That's an episode. (laughs) Because I love the drama. Y'all ever wanted a free reality TV show from your friends? This is that. For me. Yeah, if you're driving to work and you need reality TV without the TV part. From annoying white people, this is the <laughs> this is the story for you. So where were you going with this? My health and drug addiction? I don't remember. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah. So I hear I listen to podcasts and stuff, right? 
And I, I listen to like a lot of gay podcasts because I like to hear people talk about who, drag who, race who's and stuff. Pod, whose podcasts do you listen to? That's the, I listen to podcasts as well. I primarily listen to uh, Trixie and Katya's podcast. That's like my main podcast. And then I have like a news podcast and a couple other podcasts that like I just randomly found that have drag race related things. I listen to all the drag race girls podcasts. I don't know how I, you keep up with all of that. And, and I drive so, an hour to work every day. They, I do it when I'm doing chores in the house. It's like so easy to listen to. The thing is, the, what I wanted to ask you is I always hear them talking about like drugs. And I, I don't know anything about drugs at all. And one drug that keeps coming up and I'm like, I feel like an old person. What is G? Like, what the fuck is that? Oh, you want to know about Miss Gina. <laughs> is that like, what's the actual name for it? GHB. I don't remember what the actual blah, blah, blah name is. Uh, I think it comes in like two to three different forms. There's like GHB, GBL, and then like another form of it called BDO. What is a GBL? And- is that like a German butt lift? Like the fuck do these acronyms mean? I think we're done here. Um, <laughs> what does the drug do? Is it like Molly? How do you, how do, uh, is it so something you first just, and foremost, is it oral? First and foremost, I promote safe drug use. Uh, that being said, um, basically how it works is you take like a dose of G, which is a very like small range for people. It it varies between people to people, but normally people do between like one milliliter to like two point five milliliters. Like the margin of error for doing this substance is very. So it's small. a liquid. It's a liquid. And you 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 drink it's a it. Clear, it's a clear liquid. It is also technically used as a, a roofie, a form of a roofie sometimes. So you just drink it. You can just drink it. Not plain. I would not recommend that. It's a gross tasting. I think it it's acidic or something. So it burns as you do it. So you have to have it wit- mixed in with another drink. Most people like juices. I prefer orange juice with it. Is it a stimulant or a depressant? I think it's a depressant because you feel like drunk. You feel you, you get like the giddiness of the drunk and like you it feels like Molly and like alcohol. That that means a lot to someone that's never done Molly. It you feel like <laughs> horny, giddy, like childlike, like you feel drunk but energized. It's so like a really weird feeling. I I don't know. Whenever I did it, I was always in a um sexual context. Beautiful. Well, I'm glad that at least I know just you also every time dis- it gets referenced. Because it disclaimer, gets referenced so much. Disclaimer. Do not mix it with substances unless you know what you're doing. But especially I feel like the alcohol, that goes for don't, most drugs. Uh, you would be surprised how many people don't know what to. If if like a substance has a similar effect as another substance, don't do them together. Do you do you remember in school the like dare program that got shoved down our throats every year? Oh my fucking god! What did they even? What did they say? I don't remember anything about. Were they daring us to do drugs? No, dare us to be different. Dare us oh, to say I no dare to you to try G. I was triple quadruple dog dared because I you def- fucking took that dare. If double dipping was a crime, I did way worse than the double dip. What did the acronym stand for? What do we think? Drug related. Girl, Wait, you can already can't spell. spell. You dare. cannot spell dare. 
<laughs> drug alcohol related. You're spelling drug. D-R? D-A? Yes, I know. I know. Thank you. Drugs and alcohol, maybe? Drugs and what the fuck did D.A.R.E. stand for? Miss Google is going to be our number one tool. D.A.R.E. program. Let us see. Drug abuse resistance education. Ed- education. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Let me tell you, some of their messages, very good. A lot of their messages, I, I'm not for. We're old. This was back when weed was still like really, oh, right. not necessarily taboo, but definitely not as commonly um, accepted as today. I think it was like decriminalized, at least in like my state. I, I don't know if I should say where I, I'm, I'm not going to say where I'm from. I'm from the DMV. We'll just say that. I mean, you can say what state you can. I, I lived in Pennsylvania. And now I'm in Georgia. You lived in San Francisco. That's where you did all of your bar That's work. not a state. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just geography, man. <laughs> Thank you for doxing me. You know, when, when the five people that listen to this first episode listen to it, they're really going to find you in a big state. Well, not a huge state, but in the state of Maryland. I'm sure they'll find you. Do you think TikTok brain is like a thing? What the fuck is that? TikTok brain? You know, you never heard anybody say that? We're like, oh, you're, you have TikTok brain. I have ADHD. Is that what you're saying? But I also wonder if media has made it worse. I think people have short attention spans to begin with. Yeah, but is TikTok making it worse? Because think about like the way TikTok works. You watch a short video and you get an instant dopamine release when it's like a video you like or you think is funny. And then you go to the next one and it's the same thing. Dopamine release. Dopamine. You don't like a video. You just scroll past it in the next one. You like it. I, dopamine Honestly, release. I do think so. It's making it There's worse. There's a reward program for sitting there and scrolling. And that's why it's so fucking addictive. It's you getting your content. Like, let's be real. None of us want to put in the work to like sit through content and like get that like cathartic release. Yeah, no one wants to like wait for anything now. No, it's hard for me to even read an article. I'm like, can you just get to the fucking point? This could have been a three sentence. uh, Like bullet point me. Like I don't need. Exactly. Where's the TLDR? To be fair, the rate, I don't think it's necessarily an issue. I think TikTok just replicates the level at which we all consume knowledge. Because think about it. Like we have technologies advanced so much comparatively to like generations past. Even when I was a kid, the access that I have now to, like, information is just so much wider that I can learn three things at once. Why would I want to sit and read it when you could just bullet point your points for me? The fluffer words need to die. So you think TikTok brain exists? Uh, yeah, 100%. I think that, I mean, I didn't get a phone till I was in, like, sixth grade there are kids now that have iphones and shit and they're in elementary school and they're on tiktok imagine a developing brain what effects that would have. oh no 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 no! i heard i just watched a video um on don't don't at me but uh youtube shorts uh yeah <laughs> shut up um, hey, I'm not I, saying we can't use it. I love it. I'm never going to stop using TikTok or Reels or YouTube. Well, I don't people that use YouTube Shorts. <laughs> you can shut up. Um, Regardless. <laughs> I was on YouTube Shorts and uh-huh. I saw this video and it was about this dude playing VR. And it was like this five or six year old he was playing with. And the kid was playing Among Us. And I was like, these kids should not be on VR. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's like, no moderation for 
any VR. As, and like, if they, I will say a kid can be on VR is fine, but they need 110% supervision from an adult. You could be exposed to the craziest shit, even if it's just verbal. Like the things that they- VR can just expose you to things, even visual. Well, I mean, in a game like Among Us VR, there's nothing that... that yeah, there's nothing that's going to be, like, out of the ordinary. But, like, things verbally that people will say to that kid. Yeah, it, it's which, it, ridiculous. Which the, video, which the video was an adult literally, like, making that kid cry. To be mm-hmm. fair, he was saying, like, oh, like, uh, you know, I'm going to report you to the police. Like, things that would make a kid cry. But not, like, naughty things, if that makes sense. Can we talk about my favorite woman right now? Who's that? Margaret Thatcher? Her lady, Queen Elizabeth? No. No, you're never going to guess this this woman. But Casey this, she came up in the news recently. Um, she's been in the news pretty... Amber Heard? No. Um, do you know my favorite woman, Rhonda Santis? I've heard the name. I'm going to be quite honest. My <laughs> under rock status has been quite prevalent. You don't past... know Rhonda Santis? No. If I'm being quite honest, I don't think she's relevant to my life. Okay, so the Florida governor is oh, a male. Oh. His name is Ron DeSantis. Not Ron. Not. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's terrible though, you said, I'm laughing at you, but at the end of the day, when he first announced that he was going to run for president, my, my boyfriend is the political person, not me. And he was telling me about him and why he's a bad person, but... He kept saying Ron DeSantis. And I was like, Who's Ron DeSantis? <laughs> no, I was just like, Do you think she has a chance at winning? And then his neck snapped, like straight looked at me. And he was like, She? And I was like, Yeah, well, like, do you think she could win? First woman president, period. Let's go. Jaw dropped. She? She? <laughs> I, I thought you were just referring to like, you could have just played it off like, Oh, I'm just referring to them as like she, because like, Gay. No, like, I had no idea. I had no idea. I, can't, I thought I he was idea. saying Rhonda. Rhonda Santis. Ron DeSantis. Okay, work. I just... It was bad. But anyway, he came up in the news recently. Uh, he had said... Or someone had asked him in an interview what he would do if one of his children's came out... Children's? If one of his kids came out as like gay or trans, right? Because he is super backwards thinking, like anti-gay. He's pushing a lot of these don't say gay laws and stuff like that in Florida right now. And his response to that was, we'll leave that between my wife and I. We're not, I'm not going to tell you because it would be really bad if I did. He also said um, something about gender affirming care. Uh, So he signed into law a bill that restricts gender affirming care for minors specifically. He said, as a parent right now, I can't take my six-year-old daughter to get a tattoo, even if I wanted to. You don't have the right to do things that are going to be destructive to kids. I think that these parents are being told by physicians who are making a lot of money off of this that they have to do this. Otherwise, your kid will end up doing something like committing suicide. This is, this is all like this whole, it's a gay agenda. They're pushing this on our kids. Like if they are doing that, they need their license revoked. I don't know. I feel like it comes from like fear of at least my generation and a bit of the millennial generation. Uh, Me saying this as parents now are following into those fears when it comes to like younger kids getting gender affirming care. There's a way to do gender affirming care without, I think, the intensive medical part of it. Well, there's 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 non-destructive ways. I mean, granted, even like hormone blockers do still have 
I think they still have permanent effects. I don't know too much about it, honestly. This is not a topic that I yeah, am I'm not going to discuss well on that in. part. I don't I don't think that like minors not not necessarily minors, but kids under like 12 should probably not be fucking around too much with hormones other than like blockers to stop puberty until I I think I could agree to that. Old enough to at least make a decision that I don't know. This is like one of those things where I'm going to be quite honest. It's too fresh in the media and it's too fresh of like a thing to be happening where I would just like to talk to more trans people about when they would have liked to start this stuff. I would have liked to talk to more. I I just want to see this play out a bit more. So I have more context to see a reaction. Do you know who I could invite on the podcast as a special guest? The way I know where you're going with this. But okay, to be fair, you know how like rehab exists for drug addicts? Yes, I'm very aware of that. You know, as a person, you can do something bad, but as long as you know later on in life, like, yeah, that was really shitty. It's it's bad that you did it, but at least you can own up to it. I feel like there's some rehabilitation ability there. What do you mean by that? Give me an example. Like, if I was a child and I bullied a bunch of people and then as I got older I was like wow that was a really shitty thing to do but I can't go back and change it acknowledging the fact I'm not saying I did this that's you become that's you becoming empathetic in a person I feel like a lot of people just don't become empathetic but that's growth that's like a good thing and and trying to change your your direction from there like making sure you don't repeat the same things I, I understand. And I, yeah. I never bullied anyone. I was the gay. I, I got called a dildo in the bathroom. I don't I don't think I was bullying anybody. A dildo? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So my school career, first of all, I got held back in kindergarten. Um, I went from kindergarten to a grade called T1, which meant transitional first, went to first grade, skipped second grade, and went to third grade. During this, I just like friends did gone. not exist i mean I, I knew everybody in these two grades that i was like hopping in between but i couldn't like make super strong friends and the ones that i did i ended up not being in the grade with anymore so it was fucking frustrating but i used to sing hannah montana songs on the bus like didn't give a fuck feminine all the way didn't care didn't really know what gay was because i didn't grow up with anything that told me what it was or meant anything but People would always say like, oh, you're really gay or like say stupid shit. But I walked into the bathroom one day and this kid that like constantly bullied me, he he just came up to me out of the fucking blue. I think I was like washing my hands afterwards and he was like, you're such a dildo. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you're such a dildo. And I was like, what the what is a dildo? And he explained it to me by just saying it's a fake penis. And I was like, OK. Um, and I went home cried to my mom about how a boy called me a dildo and she was like do you even know what that is and I was like yeah it's a fake penis and she was like how do you know that and I'm like because he told me it was great that's I such loved- a weak insult <laughs> but go off for you crying I'm sorry go you got off bullied. for me I cried over everything that's why I got held back in kindergarten <laughs> she was an emotional queen <laughs> um in in lighter terms of news did you see what Minneapolis is doing that is, like, pissing off Lyft and Uber right now? No. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Mini- I can't even speak. Minneapolis. 
Um, they are trying to adopt, or I think they are adopting a rule that would set a minimum wage for rideshare uh, driver mandates. And it's it's That's not even. Stupid. Let me let me just tell you, it's not stupid. This is this is good because that means that the drivers would be paid fairly, right? What? But wait, also, but most say, Uber and Lyft drivers that I've talked to, they like being contract workers. It's they would still be contract workers. They would just have to abide by a minimum wage. Like Lyft and Uber have to pay them at least this much. But listen to, it's one dollar and forty cents per mile. And 51 cents per minute of driving. That's the minimum wage. That's like that's less than a cab. That's nothing. That's literally nothing. And Lyft and Uber are pissed. And they're saying that they are contemplating not offering their services in Minneapolis anymore. Lyft's response to it, they said that drivers would earn less because the prices could double and only the most wealthy people could afford a ride. But that's yeah. Lyft's responsibility. Like the amount I, I follow a bunch of subreddits of like rideshare drivers and stuff. I don't really follow them. They just pop up in my feed because Reddit does that. But it's people complaining like, this is how much I got for this ride. And this is how much the customer paid. Lyft takes such a huge portion. I assume Uber, Uber does the same thing. It's ridiculously overpriced and the drivers get paid barely anything. Can I tell you the sketchy thing that I do? And people are going to hate me for this. Oh, and God. I don't think you should do this, but like, I do this because I don't care. Uh, but uh-huh. don't do this. Some drivers offer their services, like cab drivers or like Uber and Lyft drivers. And I've had conversations with drivers, especially when I was living in San Francisco. And they're all like, oh, yeah, here's my personal number. You or my work phone number. Call this whenever you need a ride or text it. I'll see if I can pick you up. And do you know how many, how many times I use that? Because I used to get off work. It's probably so. cheaper and they get 100% of the money. I used to get off work at 3, 4 in the morning. And let me tell you, Muni Metro in San Francisco, not open. I'm not waiting an hour or two for that shit to open. I can cuss, right? Yes, you can cuss. Yeah, getting home work, at, like late off work at night on like Market Street and shit. That shit was scary. Some people walked home, which was wild to me. My last apartment that I lived in in San Francisco was like on Market Street, just further down, like a mile and a half down. Getting off of work, I used to call up these Uber and Lyft drivers that gave me their personal numbers to get home. Or I took cabs and called the individual cab, the individual person that drove that cab. And guess what? Saved me so much money. Yeah, I'd say this is not a good idea if you're leaving somewhere intoxicated. Oh yeah, don't do that. I've done it intoxicated. Honestly, not a good idea ever because at least the one thing that I feel like Uber and Lyft does somewhat right is their protections of their drivers and passengers. They have a lot of safety precautions, which is good because they should. Yeah. That shit's I'm, I'm just saying if you're in a pickle and it's not hitchhiking because they were offering me their individual contract services. I'm allowed to do that. I'm paying for a service. They're paying to is drive. Is hitchhiking me. illegal? What? I think so. I did not know that. I think so. Right? That's why they have signs and shit in places. Like, no hitchhikers. I, yeah, didn't know that. Or if they're, like, a hitchhiker, they're probably, like, an insane person, which was kind of true for me, but... What was it like working at a gay bar in the biggest... One of the biggest gay cities in the U.S.? Honest to God, it was... (laughs) I'm gonna be quite honest. Sometimes it was stressful. You know me, I'm very introverted. I... 
introverted in a way that's I don't like the spotlight on me. I don't like people looking at me. I don't like I just want to be somewhere, do my thing, talk to my friends, talk to new people, but not have the focus be on me. Does that make sense? Yes. That's how yeah. I feel about my job. I work in fine dining, but I don't want to be the star of the show. I just want to fucking take your order, give you your food, and get your ass out the door. So the layout of the bar that I worked at had, you walked in and there were like, we'll just call it like a corner, like a corner shape. And there are three bartenders working at that corner shape. What's the craziest thing that you've ever seen a gay guy do at the bar? Anywhere, in your bar, where you worked. What's the craziest thing that someone's Did, done? Do I, have, do I have to have seen them do it? Or can I tell you something that crazy that has happened? I feel like it's better if it's something you experienced firsthand, though. You know, you really give the description. I mean, I've seen a fight break out, which has been funny. But no one's, like, whipping out their dicks and fucking on the floor, like... Oh, yeah, that happens during the Folsom Street Fair a lot. What is that? Oh, so in San Francisco, we have the largest leather and kink festival in all of the United States. And it's based on, I think, like, Folsom Street... Okay, so already I kind of understand. Also, is this something that straight people... Like, is there anywhere that straight people go where they're whipping out their dicks think, and having I sex in... A- there's a Folsom... There's, like, a Folsom thing in Germany that's, like, even wilder. And straight people show up to ours. I mean, I guess like that's, sw- that's kind of like oh. swingers, right? So, yeah. Such oh. a weird... I mean, whatever floats your boat. Whatever works for you. Just I like to sw- me, I actually really like thing. couples... I really like couples. I mean, go off. Um, well, who's the most famous person you met at your bar? Because I know you meet drag queens and stuff, right? Oh, I met, uh, what's his face? Um, from NSYNC, Lance Bass. I couldn't even tell you the name of one NSYNC song. Gonna be quite honest. Neither could I. <laughs> is, is that the one? Is that the guy that was on Big Brother? I think so. Because one of the NSYNC guys was on Big Brother. Wait, I, but he also hosted a show, which I am blanking on the name right now. I think that was the season that Todrick was on, too. For the the guy that was on Big Brother that was in NSYNC. It, it was Todrick. Oh, Carson Kressley was on that season, too. He was? Carson Kressley was on that season? Carson Wait, Kressley was on Big Brother. That was a hilarious season. Am I going to have to rewatch the season of Big Brother? You should. It's There's so much drama. They're, the way that they played the game is just so scummy, but they're playing the game. It's a game at the end of the day, and you want to win. So I respect it. It's just, it's funny. The drama that, that happens, crazy. I would love to go on Big Brother, but I'd hate it at the same time because you're being, like, constantly surveilled. Surveyed? Surveillanced? I don't got time for that. I'd get canceled on the first day. I'd say something fucking stupid. Like you're going to say on this podcast. I, I would, I would, it would be a geography question or something. And I'd be like, is that a continent or is that a state? Anyway, I met Lance Bass and I did his bottle service, which I did not do. Let's just say I didn't do a good job. I hated doing oh. bottle service. Did you get a bad tip? I, oh, I don't get tips for that. Oh, I'm not trying to at my bar, but like. <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't so, you tell me you met Tatiana? We're not talking about that. <laughs> Why not? Wait, was she nice? No, she was completely nice. Uh, she was just also drunk, which every, like, the girl go off. My interaction with her was, honestly, to this day, my friends and I quote this because all my friends in San Francisco call me, call me a variation of, like, a gremlin, a goblin, a goon, dumpster twink. Uh-huh. Like, uh, things, you know, demon twink, things that are, like, 
grungy. Uh, grungy uh, of the trash can, if you would. Uh-huh. Where is this going? This is going somewhere because uh, one of my friends calls me a little smelly goblin because of a comment that Tatiana made. So I was at my bar. We have these things. We had these bathroom shifts where basically we have to be a bathroom monitor because people be fucking in stalls. Yeah. So I'm going towards there. Tatiana is like not by the bathroom, but by the bartending station that's closest to the bathroom. Uh So I'm walking past and I think I have luscious, long, beautiful hair. Not long, but cute hair. And she saw it and she's like, come through hair at me. And I was like, I gave it a little shake and I was like, oh, can we uh, get a picture? And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. So I was like, we're going to take this picture, right? And (laughs) someone's taking the picture and a little circle forms around us because obviously it's Tatiana. People want to meet Tatiana. Exactly, yeah. Also, she's tall as fuck. I'm like 5'10", and I was wearing two-inch platform boots. This bitch is tall. So she's next to me. And when I tell you, after we take the picture, she goes and sniffs the air, like walks (laughs) in forward, gives a little sniff-sniff in the air, and says, I think someone's wearing a natural deodorant. Looks at me and points and says, I think it's you. Oh my god. And I do a head tilt shake. What? I didn't know what to say. The way I would have screamed and ran out would have been like, (laughs) Mouth that gave went to my bathroom shift. And I was like, wait, didn't she just come out of a stall with like five people? Girl, A, I don't know if it was me. B, San Francisco is known for people not wearing deodorant. C, I bring deodorant to work. Solely for that purpose. So I know it wasn't me, but it probably so was. So Tatiana took the reading glasses out. and She called me a smelly twink with good hair. That's basically what she twink. said. I don't think there's a lot of drag rate. Like, there's probably 10 or so queens that I'd be starstruck by, but she'd definitely be one. She's like oh. iconic. Uh, like San Francisco, obviously, recent Drag Race legend, uh, Lady Camden. God, love her. Have seen Lady Camden. Would not be starstruck by Lady Camden, but I think she is very talented. She's very talented. Absolutely love her. She's the sweet, sweetest person to talk to. She, she like, remembers you, always says hot. Like, I love her. That's very cute. Starstruck? Who was I starstruck to meet? Um, Ugh, imagine meeting Bianca. And it'd be like, oh. Uh, but also, I'm so scared of Bianca. Imagine, I couldn't even walk up to her. I feel like I'd get roasted. I would come out of there, like, charred. I do not want to actually be anywhere near Does Bianca. Does Bianca do bar gigs anymore? I doubt it. I don't think she needs to. She's got not enough needs, money. Not needs to. I don't think it's That in bitch her. is retired. She's like 85 now. I don't think she needs to, like, be in a bar setting. Oh god! Imagine she's like if a one day this did get popular, and <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get that shreds. gets clipped, so sent to Bianca, no, and it's because, over. You, no, you want to you don't you want to know the thing about <laughs> Tatiana? Dug my grave. What? Her home bar is in DC. Oh, I love that for you. Uh, yeah. So if this ever does get popular, and she does hear this, and I do get doxxed, I'm fucked. It'd be like that sometimes. All right. <laughs> I'm mean, I'm gonna get beat up. No, I don't know if she'd do that. I think that's a I'm funny. Get beat up I don't on think the that's internet. like a. You can't cancel Tatiana for saying you wore a natural deodorant. That's hilarious. That's not. I thought I when I tell you when I look back at it, 
It's the funniest thing a rude girl has ever. In the said moment, to me. though, I would have been. In the moment, I was about to cry. I was unstable. about to cry. <laughs> I was like, I literally went into the back room and I was like, "Do I smell? Can you smell me? Do I smell like vo?" Tatiana called me. It's smelly. like when you go to a comedy show and the comedian starts picking on you, and you're like, "No, there's 700 other people here. Other Could people, you have done anybody I, you, else?" You obviously picked the person that's literally about to slit their wrist. Like you can't do this to me. <laughs> I am two seconds away from a relapse. You can't say this to me. Did you know? I just Mm -hmm. learned this today. They are doing on Disney Plus, Percy Jackson and the Olympians as a series. Like a mini series. Yeah, they're doing that with um, Harry Potter. I don't. I don't care about the Harry. I mean, I will. I'll I'll watch the Harry Potter one, but Percy Jackson. Did you? They did it with Resident Evil. Did you read the books? I I read the first two. I got bored with it. I just don't like it. The third book is where it's good, though. The kids start getting murdered. Really? Like, dead. Oh. Gone. It was the I'm, craziest then, fucking book the audio to read book as, like, is getting an bought. elementary school kid. What? I probably was in middle school when I was reading those. Yeah, for sure. I think I was in, like, seventh grade. I, um, third book is I, crazy. I, I don't know I was, how Disney's going to do it. They'll probably just not. I don't know. We'll see. They might not even make it to season three. It probably won't get renewed. I have high hopes uh, for it. I think it'd be really good. I just, anything that I like just disappears after I the just, first season. I, I just don't like when people, when people turn good, good content, good book series, good video game series at The Witcher mm-hmm. and uh, take it and turn it into a miniseries and then fuck up the miniseries. What's crazy is HBO. So I'm scared for the Disney one because Disney hasn't really done this yet. Like they haven't had an adaptation from a book that I can think of, at least not a series that I can think of, right? Minus obviously the, like comic books, but they're not based on, they're, they're very loosely based. Um, the Witcher is a prime example of how to completely destroy a really, really good book series and go off the fucking rails. I couldn't even tell you where they're at in the books in the show right now because it's so not the same. But then there's HBO, that Game of Thrones, fucking amazing. Did you watch House of the Dragons? No, because I didn't even watch. I didn't even watch Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is a really hard watch because there's just so much. But if you want to watch like a Game of Thrones level show where there's only one season right now, that's that's not as there's not as much going on in it either. Game of Thrones gets really confusing because you have like politics, all the people, and then you're like, who died? Who's that? Who's parents? And it's just there's a lot. House of the Dragon, great adaptation from the books, and it's just fucking phenomenal. Every episode was great. You know what else has been great? And you didn't start season two of it yet. And I'm going to go over to your house and I'm going to fucking tie yeah, you to a chair and sit you in front of it till you watch I it. Just, I just can't watch. Okay. He's talking about Heartstopper. Yes. And I obsessed with the first season. It's so good. It's so heartwarming. The thing is, is I can't watch content like that back to back because if I watch that first season and then watch the second season, and then something bad happens in the second season, or it's just too heartwarming in the second season. Guess what? I don't have the third season to look forward to, to watch, to binge watch right after. I want, I want something that's like a healthy conclusion. And I don't know. Heartwarming well, I can't spoil con- it for you, but like. Heartwarming gay content is just hard for me to watch. Yeah, unfortunately, when you don't have enough of those 
personal experiences. Yeah. Even depressing gay content is hard for me to watch because it either makes me feel like I was left out of something or it makes me feel like I've been seen too much. And it's like, I either relive pain that I'm already going through. Either way, it makes me relive pain. Like, yeah, I'm happy to see it happen. But like, you know, I hate to be this person and I hate to think of all about me. But sometimes watching shows like that, it's like, why was this not, like, why didn't I get this? Yeah, why wasn't I able to live a life like this? It's definitely, there's some like post-depression that I had from watching it because I felt so deprived of having a fun teenage relationship or anything like Which that. Which even like the character Charlie doesn't have a fun time. He gets bullied. But we yeah. never see him get, well, we see partially him getting bullied. You don't really see the bad stuff. You don't really see the bad stuff. You see the heartwarming things. You see the romance, which guess what? At the hard end of the day, I see enough of the bullying to know what he's going through because guess what? Went through it. And I see enough of the like heartwarming stuff to know that I never got that. So it's like, it's it's definitely hard to watch as it's nice someone to see, our age or older because I feel like yeah. the world has changed so much for kids. In opinions, uh, the opinions of things and just the way that people talk about anything LGBT related is just so much better better, better now. It's, it's still more bad conscious in it's a, in a lot of places. It's still bad, but it's a conscious discussion that's being that's happening a lot more than when it was. Yeah. Like, when like, I was a kid. I'm seeing, like, if I was, a, like, eight or nine, when did Drag Race come out? Oh, Drag Race did come out when I was nine. But who knew about Drag Race and that? I didn't know about Drag Race until I was 14 or something. Yeah, like, I, I never Like, until, like, season seven is I when, didn't know about like, it until Matt told me about it. And guess who told Matt about it? Me. Yeah. I just, I, I never, I didn't even know what a drag queen was, I don't think. I think that was the... You know how I figured out... What? I figured out about Drag Race because I think I was, like, having a... Like, we were watching, like, the MTV or, like, like some type of, like, award show of something or something in the media, and it was RuPaul in the media, and I think my parents, like, made, like, a half-assed comment, like, about them. And I was like, oh, this person looks like me, like, a gay person. Like, sounds like me. Yeah. Let me go look them up and, like, see what the issue is. So I looked them up, and then I saw Drag Race, and I was like, oh, my God, what's this? And then the first season I ever watched was season three, and that's Raja's season, to see someone, like, South Asian, like, representing. It It was very, like, heartwarming for me to, like, see, like, a gay South Asian representation, like... Representation in general is huge. It was, like, it was just wild to me. Like, the fashion, like, I like, obsessed with, like, clothing especially... Like, I didn't get to wear, like, clothing that was outside the box. Even, like, you see what I picked to wear today. It's solely because I didn't get the opportunity to wear that stuff as a kid. I was just poor. I didn't get to pick what I wore other than, like, we're going to the Goodwill. And you're going to pick three plain t-shirts that are $2.99 because that's all we can afford. And uh, we'll get you a pair of jeans. That was, <laughs> that was how I grew up. I think now my wardrobe has changed not much. I still buy clothes like I'm poor. I'm trying to change that and really rework my wardrobe to at least Wait, feel Wait, do you want to learn how to sew together? No, absolutely not. Oh, that's sad for you. I, I took a sewing class in middle school and I have a scar from it still. So no, thank you. LOL. Can I just say congratulations, by the way, to Joe Locke. He came out on August 14th of this year as gay. Joe Locke or Kit Carter? Joe Locke. 
It came out as gay this year. Yeah. Good for him. He said, people have assumed and written it, but I haven't ever corrected anyone because I never felt the need to. I've never specifically stated my sexuality uh, until now, obviously. Um, but that's kind of crazy. If you think about it, it's true. Like everyone just assumed he's gay because he's feminine and kissing a boy on TV. I, I, I just think it shouldn't bother. I don't know what's to bother people. I think I'm at a stage in my life where like no one ever thought I was straight. So yeah, no, same. Really there's like no fucking hiding it for some people. It's just one of those things you grow into, and it's like if he started dating a woman, oh, that would be that would be the gag. He should have done that. Just, just like not like obviously tell her beforehand, but like for a media sense of it, that would have fucked everyone over. That would have been the craziest thing ever. If I opened I Instagram died. and saw Joe Locke holding with hands with a woman and being the caption being like "best girlfriend ever," I. W- Happy Girlfriend's Day. Happy National Girlfriend's Day. I probably would have dropped my phone, closed my eyes, and pinched myself. Am I fucking dreaming? I would have gouged my eye out. I wouldn't have gouged my eye out. I wouldn't have been, like, appalled necessarily. I would have just been... No, I would have been in such shock that my eyeballs needed to get a scrubbing. So I would have taken it out, (laughs) gotten Windex, sprayed my detached eyeball, just to double check and make sure you're seeing correctly. You don't need to go to yeah, the eye no, doctor or anything. I don't, no, not the eye doctor. No, got to take matters into my own hands. Yeah, true. It's like when I have a really bad pimple, you could go to a doctor or you can just find a sewing needle and shove it in there and call it a day. Me with my ear. <laughs> what? So I want to know recently. I'm pretty sure you have an ear infection. I'm pretty sure I do too because my ear, like I feel constant. Or uh, like, not a not an ear infection, sinus. but like a piercing infection. No, I think I have a sinus infection. Wait. That's spreading. It's... Uh, I think I have an infected body. Well... You, uh, well, no. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want me to respond to. <laughs> Speaking of infection... Okay, shut up. Shut up. Anyway. Uh, speaking of infection, my ear. No. As, as you could tell by that coughing fit that I just had. I think it's a sinus infection. But my ear... It's not a piercing infection because the lump is like above, like above my ear. And I've tried popping that shit through my ear hole. Guess what's not going through my ear hole? The infection. So I took a sewing needle. I don't even understand where your lump is. It's in your ear. Okay. Like in your ear canal. Do you have, do you have attached or detached earlobes? I have detached earlobes. Okay. I want you to right now do this. Everyone with me who has your ear. Even if you're driving, take your hands off the wheel wheel. while you're going 75. You'll get a new piercing if you don't already have one. Touch your earlobes where Uh your piercings are. And this is for the people with ear piercings um, on detached earlobes. Gotcha. And like feel where your piercing is. And it feels like kind of like a keloid-esque. Like you you can tell that your piercing is right there, right? Yeah, because I can feel my earring. Yeah. Now go right above that. Like where your like earlobe meets your ear okay so yeah wait but there's there's like a hole where like the lip comes over or they're they're above it is where the cartilage starts and where yeah like right where the cartilage starts but still on your like that's where the bulb is but it's but it's inside like the the flesh the fleshy detached yes, it's, it's like a deep down pimple where you just have to wait for it a little yeah before you yeah. can pop it but the thing is 
it's on that earlobe. So I can feel it from both sides like a ball and it's annoying. And listen, I'm not saying I like self-harm in any type of way, but the way if I had a scalpel, I would dig into my skin and get that pus sack out of my fucking earlobe, I would. My tolerance for pain and bullshit, like my OCD out trumps both of those things. So right now, it's aggravating me that it's under my skin. No, I, I would, completely understand. That would drive me nuts. You know what it's... it's. Uh, have you ever seen The Mummy? No. Oh, fuck. Anyone that's seen The Mummy, you know when the scarab is like under that dude's skin in the first movie? That's how it feels to me. Like, it's like... A th- it just feels gross. It dri- it's driving me nuts. It's driving me nuts. I still don't understand. So it's it's on the outside. It's on your earlobe, though, right? It's inside my earlobe. So you can feel like a pimple from both sides, but it's a deep down pimple. So it hasn't like a head hasn't formed on either top or bottom. And it's a far enough away from where my piercing hole is that I can't push it through my piercing hole. Does that make sense? Yes, I think so. I think I understand. If I have to pull up a picture of an ear for you and just like... No, I, I understand. <laughs> I, I felt it. I, I did the, the demonstration that you put on for us. My car accident causer. Um, yes. We're going to have My a car- lawsuit no, on our hands. No, alliteration. Car crash causer. There you go. Right, there we go. The next podcast that we make will be called that. No, that's the title. That's of actually episode. a car great. crash. Co- episode God, title. There we go. That's a great title. Car- I'll take it. Car crash causer. What did the pharaoh say when he came home to the pyramid? Where's my mummy? Mummy's home. Mummy's home. Oh, cute. What did, what did the drug addict say to the white twink? Hi, my name is Andrew Joseph. You can shut the fuck up. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into the first episode. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials for more updates, and we will see you next Tuesday.